Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. This is Diane Thomas, your host. Again, let's just take a moment and relax. Let everything just fall by the wayside. Just make yourself available. Just breathe him in. He is in the air we breathe, in every cell of our body. He's in every aspect of our soul. Everything came from him and is a part of him. He is our creator of our body and our soul. And we are, in our spirit, we are part of him. So everything is interconnected. We have a, often have a hard time comprehending so many of the bad things in this world that, you know, we say God is good, yet we don't really even think about what that means, that who who created the evil then? Where did the evil come from? Where did the bad things, you know, we... We struggle with when bad things happen to good people, and sometimes the reverse of that, when when good things happen to bad people. Where is justice? Where is life? Where is kindness? Where is the right things happening? Where you know we call things acts of God. You know, earthquakes and hurricanes and floods. We call those acts of God. But isn't everything an act of God? Yes. God didn't just create all this and then stand back and and watch. He's an active participant in every aspect of his creation, including your soul and your body. Now, you and I, if we've been born again, we are also active participants in all of creation. Active, and we start with our own existence, our own experience. We are active participants in our soul and our body. And it's not about... God punishing us for doing a bad job or rewarding us for doing a good job. It's just we are learning to live as a spirit being. Your spirit is teaching you how to live as a a spirit being. And part of that is how to cooperate your soul, how to cooperate with that restoration process. And there's a simplicity there as you let God do it. He's the one who restores your soul. Often our greatest responsibility is to keep our hands off, to not get distracted or entangled in what God is doing in our lives, but do the things 
pay attention to the things that he has placed within our responsibility. And that's our soul and our body. As far as the, not the healing part, the restoration part, but, and let's talk about that, your soul for a minute. Your soul has learned some bad habits. But fundamentally, those bad habits do not change the nature of your soul. The nature of your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions, those aren't changed by the bad habits. Your mind, the mind that God gave you, he cherishes it. The emotions that God gave you, he, he treasures those emotions. And your will, the choices you make, how, how you react and interact with your life and decide things, God values that. And they have not been damaged. The basic, your basic core soul has not been damaged by the bad habits. In a sense, we can say they've become almost dormant. One thing that will happen as God restores your soul to its relationship with spirit, with your own spirit, as he does that, your true solical identity, your true solical nature, that aspect of your soul, you're going to find out is different than what you thought it was. Your emotions are going to become more clear, less, you know, very often, why do I feel that? How come that makes me cry? How come, you know, I can't control how I feel? How come, you know, why do I think this? Why do I think that? Why do I do that? We're going to get the answers to that because the, the things that are causing our soul to, we could say, misfire, to misbehave, are those bad habits. And as God heals our soul and restores it to spirit, that misbehavior, those lies, are going to dissipate and disappear. So the true, your true emotions, your true mind, your true will will become more and more obvious and evident. So you're going to think more clearly. You're going to feel more fully, and you're going to make better decisions. Who doesn't want that? Well, I can tell you, your soul, because your soul loves chaos. Your soul can control God to its, you know, it's from its own motivation. 
your soul is trying to prevent God from interfering with what it's already done. Your soul has created your bad habits to protect you. And God allowed that. But now you don't need protection. You don't need protection from God. But your soul, that's all it knows. Let's, you know, we all have things, bad things that happen to us when we are young. Some are, you know, little things. You know, a parent yelled at us. Some are big things. We lost our parents. Whatever it is that happened that none of us have perfect had perfect childhoods, we carried that, let's say, in our emotions, and that affects how our emotions work. Well, in God's timing and in his ways, he heals those wounds. That's his part. Our soul, then, is free to first feel the pain of whatever that that damage, that hurt caused, and then how to overcome it, how to incorporate that wound. What did you learn? You, you learn you survived. You learn you can trust God. You, you learn things. Those all become real to you through the healing process that God does. Afterwards, you can no longer use that excuse to not embrace parenthood, for instance. You know, how many have you how many people have you know have you known and and or read about or or watched a movie about I, n- I never want to be a parent because of the way my parents were. I wouldn't want to put my, any kids through what my parents put me through. Well, once God heals you of that, you can't use that as an excuse. God won't let you. Your soul won't let you. End goal for your soul is, is no fear. No regret, no shame. A willingness to be hurt again. A fearlessness. And an accepting of responsibility. Not just knowing how to obey God through your spirit, but actually doing it. When he asks us to do a hard thing, we, we, we can do it because our will has become free to be united to our spirit, which is what it was created to be. Your soul, your will connected to, to God, he, he speaks and we do. It's not we're robots. There is that that two part of us that God created were actually the three parts spirit, soul, and body. The body is the, the least difficult to conform to his likeness here on this earth. But our soul has gotten so used to resisting 
but as he as he restores your soul you will find yourself doing what he says and then looking back and going i never would have thought i would do that i never thought i'd be able to do that you know public speaking everybody hates public speaking and all of a sudden you find yourself on the street corner proclaiming life and liberty and healing and restoration. And you look back and go, how did that happen? It's because God spoke and your will received and did, acted on it, without the interference of those bad habits that God himself has been dealing with. And your bad habits are built to protect yourself again. And But once he heals those wounds, there's no reason to be protected. This is how we, we learn fearlessness and and how to give, how to truly give, not just pass along what we have in abundance, but how to be life to others. We find ourselves doing it because the spirit is so imparting itself into our soul that our soul, because it's becoming what it was meant to be, finds itself responding despite still being in the process of being healed, in spite of still believing lies, in spite of still having bad habits, we start the process. God has already started the process in you. He does that from the very beginning. He starts He starts changing you, giving you that sound mind, healed emotions. So we, we don't judge ourselves by our emotions, how we're doing emotionally, how we're doing... In the, do we still make mistakes in the choices we make? Do we do we still lose our temper? Do we still are confused, you know, about what God wants to do? Do we still have, you know, uh, disruptive thoughts? We can. You can be right. You can be deep in depression and still be right where God wants you to be. Because he's restoring your soul, and so, and this is where how why we resist. This is the pro, this is the job of your soul. None of us came here into this earth with our soul intact, as far as without uh, generational wounds and lies. Is and if you did, as soon as you got here. This supernatural realm that our soul dwells in and the natural realm that our body dwells in is filled with lies, is filled with, with, with death. And soon, right, right as soon as we enter into this earth, we start to partake of that. We start to consume what's in front of us, the deception, the lies, the accusation, the falsehood. And God 
again, he doesn't hold it against us because we didn't cause it. We didn't. We agreed with him that this is what we were going to be going through. Somehow we thought it would be worth it. And we said, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll do this. Because there's something that's, something valuable that God gets out of this, but also that you and I get out of. And I'm talking about our lifetime here on this earth. We don't know what came before. We don't know what's going to come after. But as he heals you, you're going to learn what your mind is really like, how creative it is, how, you know, we some of the things we're talking about now, that's part of our purpose is to allow our mind to expand into the presence of our spirit. In your spirit, you know how the supernatural realm works. Your soul functions in the supernatural realm. So your spirit is drawing your soul into the supernatural realm to teach it how to be what it was created to be, what it actually is. It's like, you know, the the story of the ugly duckling. You know, a swan born into a, a duck's nest. And he thinks he's a duck. It doesn't matter what he thinks. He's still a swan. It doesn't matter what you think about yourself. It's, if, it's, if it's not true, it's not true. And there are things all of us have, have to hear from God. This is what you're telling yourself you are, and it's not true. It's a lie. You are fully loved. I love you. God, God talking. I love you as much as I love my son. I love you as much as I love myself. I accept you as you are. You don't have to change for me. He, he knows what you need to hear. He knows what healing you need far better than you do. He knows what it will take. And we can, as we perceive, if you've been listening to this series, as you perceive God's purpose in your life, you can withdraw your involvement your interference in what he's doing and put your effort into those things that are your your responsibility. For for your physical body, it's your responsibility to walk. Your your legs, that's the purpose of them is to walk and run to do what legs are supposed to do. We don't question that. Your eyes, to use your eyes, it's your responsibility while you're in this body to use the body to its best benefit, to take care of it, certainly, but but it has purpose, it has function here on this earth. And it's your duty, your responsibility, while you're here on this earth, to use your body. 
and likewise your soul. Your soul has attributes. Your body has arms and legs and eyes and nose and and mouth and all these different ears, all these different senses, and they just work. Well, likewise, your soul. Your soul has attributes that were meant to just work, to just function. So just as as a little baby you had to learn to crawl, first to turn over, then to crawl, then to pull yourself up, and then to walk, and then to run, then ride a bike and drive a car. You and I, we're just in the process of learning how to function with a fully functioning soul. Now, your soul isn't fully functioning yet, but it's partially functioning. And when you start realizing there are parts of your soul that are available right now to use, to learn how to use, how do you, how do you heal someone? How do you raise someone from the dead? Word of wisdom. These, are, these terms describe abilities that, are, that you have, that I have, that we all, that all being, all human beings here on this earth, whether they're born again or not, it's part of our soul. Everybody came onto this earth that has a soul, has these abilities. And whether we use this term or that term doesn't matter. Like if you wanted to call your, your hands wings, you can just call them wings. I have a right wing and a left wing. That doesn't change what they do. doesn't change what they are. It's like if you had a, a pencil and you called it a boat. doesn't matter what you call it. It's still a writing utensil. It's still a pencil. So it doesn't matter, and, and we don't want to get too caught up into trying to describe and categorize and figure out the different abilities that, we're, that are in our soul. Instead, we want to learn how our soul and those abilities and those senses work. I wager that you, right now, if you're an adult, you probably don't think about what muscles to use, how to balance when you walk. You just get up out of your chair and walk across the room or get out of your car and go into your house. You don't think about how to make your legs work. Why? Because you've done it so often. You don't even think about it anymore. Well, that's the way Jesus was walking around. He could have walked through a cemetery and raised everybody. We've talked before about he was on that cross, and to me, that was his greatest struggle because he could have gotten down off that cross at any time. But that was not what his father wanted. That would not have finished us. That's what he said, this is finished. 
he had finished it. He had crossed that line. He had paid for those for all sin, whether they'd been committed or not. Again, this points to, to time being a non-spiritual entity. Time is created. So as we start to learn how our abilities work, just as we see in how, you know, we, we have this habit of looking at Jesus' life when he was here on this earth, that his ministry started at a certain point in time, let's say when he was 30 years old. And he ministered and did his thing for three and a half years, and then he died and, you know, went into the earth and rose again, and then went to be the, with the Father. So he had a three and a half year ministry. Well, I think that's a false description. I certainly don't think he saw it as that. I think he saw that he was entering into a different part of a long continuum. I don't think he ever stopped experiencing his father in new ways, day by day. Because because God is ever creative. He's always new. He's always re- revealing himself in a, in a new way. Now, God, Jesus was fully God, spirit, soul, and body. He he doesn't he didn't go through what everyone else has to go through. He overcame his flesh. He, or, he didn't have flesh to overcome. He overcame this world and he overcame the devil. But he didn't have any flesh, any any mistakes, any his soul was always alive and intact. His soul never needed to be restored. So his soul was always fully enabled by his spirit. So he could walk through again the cemetery and raise everyone. He could heal everybody. He could he could do whatever he wanted. He could stop time. He could recreate the world. He could just speak the the word and the storms would stop. He had complete control over the natural world. He had complete control over the solical world, the the supernatural world. He had complete control over the the devil and his demons. He had complete control over the angels. He had complete control over everything. He just waited for spirit to tell him when to exercise those abilities. So as we start to learn our abilities and learn and function the way God intended and created us to function as solical beings living in the supernatural realm and having our solical abilities up and running and functioning. You know, there's so many people are thinking, okay, it's the end of the age and we're going to be, you know, whatever God's going to do next is we're coming to the end of this. Well, we are so far from that. 
you know, I always refer to the scripture about, you know, he's coming back for a church without spot or wrinkle. Well, you know, <laughs> unless God does something dramatically, we aren't anywhere near being without spot or wrinkle. But also, we have not yet become one spirit, soul, and body. I don't know about you, but I am far away from living and and moving and having my being in the spirit. My soul is still in the process of being restored to what it was originally, the way God originally created it. It, My soul, your soul, they don't function the way they were meant to, the way they were created to. But we're in process, and we can enjoy it. And we cannot interfere with what God is doing and pay attention and put effort into those things that God is drawing us to. One of those things is learning to live with a restored soul. And we see the example of Jesus walking around and one of these days we're going to get to it, but what, one of the things we're going to talk about is as you start learning these abilities and start using them, what's going to happen? You know, we, we think, okay, that's going to be great. We all want to be able to heal the dead. We all want to be, uh, heal the sick and raise the dead and do this, that, you know, and be, have people marvel at us. Uh Uh-uh. Just look at what happened to Jesus. And we are going to experience the exact same thing. Because just as your soul doesn't want to change, neither does the world out there. They've all set up their own little kingdoms. And just as Jesus walking around with a restored soul, well, his, again, his didn't need to be restored, but a, a spirit, soul, and body is one. As you and I move in that direction, we're going to be rejected because it's going to come up against those kingdoms. God will not allow another kingdom on this earth than his. There's a time limit on what's going on here on this earth. Only God knows. Could be five minutes, could be five trillion years. Don't know, doesn't matter. But you and I can be moving in the right direction as far as what's best for us. Make the most of our time here. So thanks for tuning in. Feel free to drop me a line at diane at therainersclub.org. We'll be getting back together again the same time next week. Until then, this has been Diane Thomas of Rainers Radio. Have a great night.